Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Bible in Life podcast. Thanks for joining me on this particular uh, episode and on this Bible study. I want to give a special shout out to uh, the listeners in Australia. Man, Australia's been listening like mad of late. Just kind of crazy. I have some friends in Newcastle, which is in New South Wales, Australia, and so it makes sense that I would have some listeners in and around there. I've actually been down there, my wife and I and daughter have, and visited with them. And so we got some connections there. They're using some of my courses there in New South Wales, uh, in Newcastle. Uh, But we actually have listeners in Australia, in Queensland, um, in New South Wales, in Victoria, in uh, Western Australia. And then there's actually a whole category that just says other. Like they can't quite quantify which state, which part of Australia they're in, but they're listening in other Australia. So wherever you're at in Australia, um, thanks for joining me on the Bible on Life. It's it's uh, just fun to have you along, and I pray that it's helpful and encouraging to you as you try to follow Jesus and walk with Jesus. Uh, another little update on my end. Um, I've got my, my courses on my website. I'm actually going to be combining Bible survey and Bible study skills for individuals into one big Bible course. I'll have three kind of big courses. Uh, I'm going to be working that out over the next couple weeks. And, and those big courses maybe are a little bit um, big, overwhelming for some people who aren't quite ready for that. And I just have kind of become aware of that, that, you know, there are 18 to 20, 15 minute little uh, videos. And so they're, they're several hours long and that's a pretty big commitment right up front. So I've actually just finished recording and editing last week an introductory course to the Bible that is a more like 35, 40 minutes, a simple little introduction to how the Bible is put together, how the Bible can be the Word of God, even if it's written by people, um, kind of the timeline of the Bible so we can understand the flow of the story, what it means to read the Bible in its original context, just some real basic stuff to help orient you, uh, orient people to the Bible so that we can read it with greater confidence, greater understanding, and make a little bit more sense of that, all right? And that course is, is titled Get a Grip on the Bible. It should be available on my website um, uh, sometime in the next few days, maybe a week. And so be looking for that. I'll let you know on the podcast when it's available. If you're on my email list, uh, you'll get an email when it's available. If you're not on my email list, man, I encourage you to do that. Just go to my website, johnwhitaker.net. Put a link down below, but johnwhitaker.net. Sign up to be on my email list. I'll I'll even send you a, a free Bible reading plan, a short little mini course um, on how to read the Bible and pray in such a way that it really deepens your walk with God. I'll, I'll send you that. So if you want to be on my mailing list, that's the way to do it. Just go to my website, sign up for that, uh, that Bible reading plan, that mini course. I'll send that stuff to you, links to that to you at least, and you can check that out. Then you'll be on my email list and you'll get all the updates when I release new courses or when I offer specials on my courses so that you can continue to learn and to grow and to deepen your walk with God. So be looking for this new course um, that I will be releasing in the next handful of days uh, to really help orient you to the Bible. Or if you've got a buddy or a friend, maybe even an adult son or daughter who's like, man, I'm trying to get into the Bible, but it's just confusing. The Bible's big and intimidating. This course would be a great course to uh, to to purchase for them. It's going to be super cheap. It's going to be 15 US dollars. So super, super cheap. So be looking for that. And I pray that it would be helpful to you as well. All right. In this episode of the Bible in Life 
Um, what I want to do is I want to wrap up this hope series we've been in by offering some reflections on a passage that more and more I feel like we, we need to memorize, we need to soak in, we need to fill our heart and our mind with, we need to really get a grasp on. Because I feel like so often, and really one of the things that motivated me to do this whole Hope series is I feel like so often, at least in the American church that I'm a part of, I feel like we, we so often focus on life now and trying to get the best life now and trying to get the most out of following Jesus now. And if Jesus isn't meeting our needs now and making our life good now, man, then somehow we're just disappointed with God. We're angry with God. I have experienced that. I go through that. I battle that, you know, and and we often don't even hardly talk about in at least the churches I'm familiar with, we don't talk hardly about our hope anymore. We don't we don't practice the idea of waiting for it, that all that God has for us isn't supposed to be delivered now, and we're not supposed to experience it all now. It's going to come in the future. And so there's a sense of which we've got to wait for it. We've got to wait for it. And we've got to we've got to wait and endure and persevere with praise in our hearts and on our lips as we look forward to what God has to come. And that really has driven me to to be reflecting a lot on hope to do this hope series. And this passage I want to look at today, I think, is a perfect summary text for everything that we've talked about over the last handful of episodes here in the Bible and Life. All right, so 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. Let me just read you that whole text, and then I just want to offer some reflections on it. It says this, Therefore we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day, for momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. This text uh, is, I think, just incredibly powerful for us as we kind of wrap up our hope series. And in the middle, verse 17, I want to start there because it's really kind of the centerpiece of this text. Paul says, momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. So just to help us picture what Paul is getting at, we, we need to think in terms of an old school balance type scale. That's the imagery that lies behind these words in verse 17. An old school balance type scale where you're going to you know say you're you're buying some fruit from the the market and you've got you know whatever your fruit is apples oranges you put them on one end of the scale and then the vendor puts weights on the scale until the scale is balanced out so we know how much that fruit weighs right and so okay we've put a handful of lead weights on there you you're buying a pound of apples or whatever it is because they've balanced out so an old school balance scale picture that and then what Paul is saying in verse 17 is this. All right, pile up on one side of that balance scale all the hardships, all the disappointments, all the suffering, all the affliction that, that you have experienced in life. 
In, in context, Paul's actually describing his ministry and his suffering and his hardship and his difficulties, and it's a lot for him. I mean, he's been traveling for Jesus. He says he's gone hungry, right? He, you know, and all sorts of things. It's a lot for him. So pile up all that suffering, all that disappointment, all that hardship on one side of that balance scale that's in your mind's eye, whatever it is. Maybe it's disease. Maybe it's, you know, just never being able to get ahead financially. Maybe it's loss of jobs. Maybe it's loss of loved ones. Maybe it's, in some sense, depending on where you live in the world, some sort of uh, direct persecution because of your faith in Jesus. Um... I don't know what all you've suffered, but pile that up. And man, when you pile up, the scale just, whew, it's, it's, that's heavy, right? It looks heavy and it's just, the scale now is weighted down with all this affliction, all this suffering. Now, what Paul says is, on the other side of the scale, we're not even going to try to balance the scale out. On the other side of the scale, let's just, let's just drop all the glory that we're going to receive in the world to come. When Jesus returns, when the earth is reborn, when God makes all things right and sets all things new, when God does that, when we are ushered into the very presence of God himself and we're, our heart's deepest longings, we talked about in our last episode, is finally united with God and we behold his glory and we experience his love and we see his joy. On the other side of the scale, let's pile all of that up, everything we've talked about over the last handful of weeks, the glory that is to come in the world that's yet to be re- revealed. Pile all that up on the other side of the scale and now watch what happens to your scale. And the point Paul's making in verse 17 is, is when you pile up the glory that is to come, man, the weight of that is so huge. It is so heavy. It's so massive that that scale just drops down and all that affliction doesn't even begin to hold a candle to how heavy the glory is to come. And so we, we, we can so easily focus on the shortcomings, the disappointments, the suffering, the hardships, the Man, I wish things were different parts of this life and this world as it now is, that it feels heavy and it feels weighty and it feels like a burden we have to carry. And Paul says, but if we'll shift our perspective and we'll look to the glory that is to come, the glory that God is producing for us, the very glory of God himself, the glory of a world full of the presence and beauty and love and joy and glory of God, when we, when we experience Jesus face to face, when everything that's wrong with the world is removed and everything is made new, when we experience that glory, it far outweighs momentary, light affliction. That's the imagery of verse 17 for us. And so on this balance scale, man, the glory that is to come makes everything, that, everything that's difficult in life seem small and light. And so while it seems like a big deal, and in some ways it is a big deal, if we can if we can shift our perspective and we can look no longer at all of that, but we can look at the glory that is to come, that that gives a new light on and a new perspective on those things that feel so heavy and weighty and disappointing right now. All right, so that's that's the heartbeat of this passage. Now, with all of that in mind, listen to verse 16 again. Therefore, he says, we don't lose heart. 
And Paul, in context, again, is describing his ministry and the things he's gone through for his ministry and is pouring out his life for Jesus. But notice, he says, we don't lose heart. We don't give up. We don't toss in the towel. We don't quit. Um, But though our outer man is, is wasting away, is decaying because of old age, because of suffering, because of hardship because of whatever though our outer man is is decaying and fading away yet our inner man is being renewed day by day our our spiritually reborn person uh, that is going to last into eternity that, that and will will get a new glorified body someday man our inner man is being renewed day by day and so all that suffering that Paul is going through and whatever suffering you're going through or I'm going through um, we don't lose heart in the midst of that. And for Paul, it was a lot. Um, earlier in chapter 4 of Second Corinthians here, Paul writes these words. Beginning in verse 8, Paul describing again his life and his ministry. We're afflicted in every way, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed and things don't make sense, but we're not despairing. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. We're always carrying about in our body the dying of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be also manifested in our body. In, the, in view of all the suffering and all the hardship that in, at, on one hand feels so burdensome and so heavy, Paul says we don't lose heart. Why not? Because momentary light affliction momentary light affliction is not an enemy. Look what he says. It's producing for us an eternal weight of glory. It's not just in spite of the affliction, we got glory coming, that that this momentary light affliction is somehow um, God's going to use it and work for our benefit to produce an eternal weight of glory because of our faithfulness to him. When we reach that final day and we're ushered into God's presence, um, this, this momentary Light affliction will have produced for us through our faithfulness to Jesus an eternal weight of glory that far outweighs anything we experienced in this life. And so he says in verse 18, and so we don't look at the things which are seen. We don't just look at the world around us. We don't look at, you know, read the news and see everything that's wrong with the world around us. We don't look at our life and see everything that's not right with our life. And and that's all we focus on. We don't look at the things which are seen. That's not where our focus is. That's not where our aim is. That's not where our ambition is. But we look at the things that are not seen. Um, because the things which are seen, they're temporary. They're going to pass by. There's a new day coming. There'll be a new world coming, and everything will be made right. But the things which are not seen, those things are eternal. And so Paul says that's what he focuses on. That's what he sets his gaze on. That's where his perspective lies. And that's what enables him in, in the world as it is, broken as it is, flawed as it is, um, that's what enables him not to lose heart. I love the imagery as I reflect on this text that Mother Teresa really added to it in her own little kind of reflective sort of way. And uh, when talking about um, all that's wrong in the world and talking about weakness and suffering, and she saw plenty of it and she experienced plenty of it in the context in which she tried to serve Jesus in Calcutta, India. Um, Mother Teresa was um, you know, kind of known for this little line by saying 
that when we when we arrive at glory, when we experience the glory of the hope that is coming to us, then all the hardship and all the suffering and all the difficulty of this world will be like, get this, one bad night in a cheap hotel because the glory that is to come is so incredible and so amazing. And, and so can we endure one bad night in a cheap hotel? You bet we can, because we know what's, what's coming around the corner. We know what's coming in the future. And so Paul in first, or 2 Corinthians here is encouraging us, stay faithful, endure, don't give up, don't lose heart. And he's using himself as an example to the Corinthians and to us. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. Why not? Because momentary light affliction that on one side of that scale seems so heavy. And yet when you put the glory that is to come, it's like one bad night in a cheap hotel. And the glory that is to come just outshines all of it, outweighs all of it. And so we, when we're tempted to look at the heaviness of life, when we're tempted to look at uh, the burden that, that, man, life just hasn't turned out the way we thought, or, man, I got some real hardship, real suffering. When we're tempted to focus on that, Paul would say to us, okay, I get that. That's real. We need to address that. But shift your eyes and look at the glory that is to come. And the glory that is to come is so much heavier. It's so much weightier. It's so much greater that it puts all of this into perspective. And now we can endure that. And not just endure that with kind of through gritted teeth and all that. We can endure that with praise on our lips and joy in our hearts because we know where our story is going to end. So my friends, fix your gaze on the hope that is to come. Study passages in the New Testament like we've done on this podcast. Go back to these texts and read them and meditate on them and imagine them and soak them into your heart and to your soul so that our hope, so that the glory that is to come, the glory that will be revealed to us, begins to be the engine that drives your life of faith and faithfulness to Jesus. That's really how hope is meant to function. It's not just, well, someday it's going to get better. It's meant to fill our heart and our mind now so that we can be faithful regardless of what we're dealing with every day. So fill your minds with these texts. Fill your minds with the hope that we have. Don't just let it be a passing thing. Go back and read those passages and soak in them, meditate on them, pray them into your heart and soul so that that the glory that is to come becomes weighty in your life, weighty in your heart, weighty in your focus and your perspective, so that you do not lose heart when life gets hard. Hey, God bless you guys. Thanks for joining me so much every week on The Bible in Life. If you've got some uh, friends that you want to share this with that you think, man, they could really benefit from, just spread this to some friends. Let some people know that you think, I, I know you're looking for some things uh, that might help you understand the Bible. I think this could really help. If you've got some people like that, um, share them with friends, send a text of a link to a friend, or put it on your social media pages, and just let uh, let people know that the Bible and Life podcast is out there. You know, the reality is podcasts aren't really searchable like uh, uh, the same way like a video is on YouTube or other places, so they're a little bit harder to find, and one of the best ways for people to find them is for people who have benefited from a podcast to actually share them with some of their friends. So if you would do that, that would be super meaningful to me. It would mean that you find this stuff helpful and encouraging, and it might be helpful and encouraging to others. So Share them with your friends, share it on social media, spread the word about the Bible and Life podcast, and 
Uh, Let's all together continue to grow in our knowledge of God through his word as we seek him. God bless you guys, and I will see you on the next episode of The Bible in Life.